I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Pat Birmingham, Chief Executive Officer of B2B Payment Specialist AdFlex. Now, Pat, we have spoken in the past. My first question to you is, how has the B2B payment scene moved on? What are we seeing now? What we're seeing is very much a better understanding of the realities of B2B, because in the early days, there was a lot of uh, misconception about B2B, but B2B really means something a little bit more complex. And often it's the kind of last mile where things go wrong. You know, for example, delivery of virtual cards or reconciliation, that kind of stuff. But we're seeing a, a definite trend now towards this being addressed. And especially from Adflex, we've been working on quite a few projects now that are kind of very much a hybrid of um, what's called standard B2B. People have been saying to me that what they want is they want their B2B experience in payments to be as smooth and as painless and as frictionless as their experience in B2C payments. Is that actually possible? It's something to aim for. But the the thing is, B2B is very, very different from B2C. B2C is um, buy something, you pay for it, and it gets delivered. But B2B is much more complex because you've got lots of moving parts it's intrinsically more complicated because there's more people involved, there's more processes involved. So therefore, whatever solution that you use to implement this, it needs to be come from somebody who actually really understands B2B. Well, there's certainly a big potential market out there for somebody who gets it right, isn't there? We think so, yes. And hopefully um, we've got it right. I mean, we've got many years of experience of it. On that score, are B2B payment technologies actually meeting the needs of business today, or is there still work to be done to get there? There's still work to be done. Like I said before, it's the last mile. The middle bit works really well, um, but it's getting initiating the transaction and reconciling the transaction is where most of the challenge is these days. And is that what makes B2B payments different? Very much so. If we kind of compare that with the B2C transaction, the uh, the consumer who spends their money, they <clears throat> as long as they get their goods and the money is only taken once, they're happy. But in the B2B world, there's all sorts of matching that has to happen and compliance and so forth. The terms of B2B payments are not fixed. They are not standardised. Can they be standardised? Would that help? You're correct in your assertion that it's definitely not standard. I don't think it will ever be standard unless there was a ubiquitous system out there um, that everybody followed, but that's not going to happen. I think the reality is we're dealing with um, existing corporates who have multiple channels of payments, and they're trying to keep up with all the different payment methods and to take advantage of the opportunities that better automation and analytics gives them. We're finding that um, there is no such thing as one size fits all. We do get some instances where we have to introduce a manual element where something needs to be approved by a different party. And this is these little things are the things that can disrupt a, a kind of a simple rollout, but they are essential. B2B is financed differently. And of course, we're talking about much bigger sums of money that But what we've been dancing around at one level is this phrase that gets used about the consumerization of B2B payments. 
is consumerization not possible then? We're learning a lot from the consumer experience. I mean, it's because the, after all, these are the same people that work in a B2B world. They also have a personal life that is interacting with this digital world we're all in now. So what we're seeing is um, the, the whole wallet experience and the low click kind of process. So, for example, we may have engineers out on the road that need to be able to spend and that spend must be controlled and tracked. So therefore, it is possible to preload a wallet into uh, an engineer's mobile device, corporate device, and they then be able to make ad hoc purchases with it. And that's one area that we're seeing a bit of growth in. Is there a way of simplifying the complexity of B2B? I talked earlier about can we standardise it, but can we simplify it? Yes, very much so. The secret is simplification. You're absolutely correct. If we first look at the problem, and then we work backwards from that, the the problem is that there are so many connected systems that make up a B2B transaction. If we can consolidate that activity into one central place or one central rule base that can orchestrate these transactions, then yes, it can be very much simplified. And with the um, the looming of machine learning and so-called AI, we're seeing a lot of potential activity there in things like transaction matching, choosing the best route, because there may be a a better source of finance for that particular transaction. So it's going to become very much use case based. If we can define a use case that effectively becomes a template, that's a template we work to. And then we look, we explore that to see what the outliers are. And we do that on a case by case basis. And we've narrowed this down to probably about five or six templates, which cover most of the market at the moment. Looking at payment processes, there's a lot going on in the consumer area. There's a lot going on among financial institutions. I'm thinking particularly of things like straight through processing. And there's a lot of, frankly, it feels a bit like hot air at the moment because we're not there yet. Variable recurring payments. Where do VRPs and STPs sit at this stage for you in B2B payments? STP is key. We've called it internally STP3, which is the third generation now. We're seeing um, STP takes away, it's probably the, the most single item that takes away most of the friction from the process because, you know, we're the custodian of the, um, the transaction. So the buyer information is fed through into the transaction and the buyer has full control of when that money is spent. The transaction uh, and sales metrics that come back to them are all able and that then facilitates the uh, the final process of reconciliation to make sure that everything is all closed off correct and it's not a duplicate spend or anything like that what about vrp vrp is very interesting uh, vrps are, are kind of held back at the moment because of the need for authentication but we do see i mean vrps will eventually take over from direct debits so we can see there is, uh, in certain use cases, again, this is very use case driven, where there is a regular payment or a series of payments that need to be made. Let's say there's a, a contract that's set up between a big supplier and a big buyer where they agree to take stage payments. This is where VRP will, will kind of fit into this rather than having to initiate transactions as and when the stage payment anniversaries occur. This could be automated 
and which is a big thing. As long as everybody agrees that up front, it's very useful. But the key point is that everybody's got to agree, everybody's got to set the standard, et cetera, et cetera. The UK is leading the way, we think, in that because it is a standard, effectively, uh, that banks have to follow. It, it's we, Nobody knows for sure what's going to happen with it. If, if we can solve the trust issue, which is the authentication and the re-authentication, then it most certainly is going to be the most discussed topic of 2024-2025. Thank you very much. Pat Birmingham, Chief Executive Officer of B2B Payment Specialist, AdFlex.